Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Our heart is to help men not just know Scripture, but to be able to put it into practice so that they can stand firm in their faith. So whether you're a longtime believer looking to grow deeper in your relationship with God or you're new to the faith and you want to build a foundation on biblical truths, you're in the right place. In these weekly episodes, we look at practical ways to apply the truths of the Bible to ourselves, to our relationships, and to our work. Last week, we began our our new series around kingdom character and how we can develop the type of character that God has called us to. And the text that we're going to be looking over for the next few weeks is the Sermon on the Mount, which this can be found in the book of Matthew, chapters 5 through 7. And today we are starting with a section known as the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are kingdom blessings. They're kingdom blessings that God pours out onto his people. And they're connected with a character trait that really contrasts what the world is seeking. And this week we're going to be exploring the first Beatitude. So Matthew chapter 5 verse 3 says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So the disciples... They had given up everything to follow Christ. They left their jobs, they left their homes, in some cases their families, to follow him. And for this, they did not receive earthly riches. In fact, they were often treated pretty poorly and most of them were martyred. They gave their entire lives for the cause of the gospel. Now, we look at this text. Jesus isn't just saying, blessed are the poor. Now, if you look at this similar message in the book of Luke, you'll say that in spirit, is is actually not in that quote. But really what Jesus is getting to in Matthew by adding in blessed are the poor in spirit is something very different than material or economic poverty. So in the Old Testament, the term poor, it was often used to describe the economically destitute among God's people who trusted only in him for their provisions. And a lot of times this is contrasted or used as an analogy to represent our spiritual poverty. You see, every human being is depraved in the eyes of God. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, as it says in Romans 3, 23. We're spiritually bankrupt. True believers realize the extent of their sin, and they're grieved by it. They themselves know that they are spiritually poor and needy, that they need a Savior because of their sin. And this is in stark contrast to those who are not in the kingdom of God who may see themselves as as good enough or righteous enough or deserving enough. And a really good example of this contrast can be found in Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. Jesus is telling a parable here about a Pharisee and a tax collector, and this is what he says. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. So notice who Jesus is teaching this to. He's telling this parable to people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. So they saw themselves as good enough and they saw others as not as good as them. So in verse 10, he continues, Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, 
but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Pharisee did not see his need for God. He saw himself as righteous and worthy of God's blessing. He believed that he deserved God's blessing based on his own actions. But the tax collector was completely aware of his depravity. And he came to God humbly. He wouldn't even come all the way in. He stood at the back and he wouldn't even look up. He was so ashamed and felt so unworthy of God's grace. He was the one who recognized that he was poor in spirit. And he understood his sinfulness and his need for God. That God was the only one that could bless him. That God was the only one that could justify him. And the blessing that Christ is referring to here in the Beatitudes is an eternal blessing from God the Father. And in this case, he's speaking about the reward of heaven. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He is saying that those who understand and see their need for God, who recognize their spiritual poverty and turn their lives over to Christ, will be rewarded with an everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven. Looking at this first beatitude, this one verse, we can see our profound need for a Savior. In a world that seeks self-righteousness, God is calling us to see our depravity, to understand that we, apart from him, deserve death. That is only through his son that we can have eternal life. And as Christians, as believers, this is something we have to remind ourselves of daily. We are not worthy. We are not good enough. Our righteousness cannot save us. We are in a desperate need of a savior. But we don't stop there. We recognize our need and we turn that over to God and we rejoice that because of who Jesus is, because that he died on the cross and rose from the dead and defeated the grave that we are justified and sanctified and one day we will receive that eternal blessing of union with God in the kingdom of heaven. This daily meditation will help us stay grounded in Christ, help us stay grounded in the gospel and protect us from thinking too much of ourselves. So how can we apply this text today? We'll read Matthew 5, 3. But then also read Luke 18, 9 through 14. And then ask yourself these questions. In what ways have I been like the Pharisee in this passage? And in what ways have I been like the tax collector in this passage? And then I want you to spend some time and ask yourself, where are the areas in my life where I need to recognize my spiritual depravity? and depend more on the Lord instead of myself. So when it comes to walking with God, we are not meant to do this alone. We're meant to do this together. And that's what coaching is all about. So if you're looking for ways to grow deeper in your faith and you want somebody to walk alongside you and ask these type of questions and help walk you through uh, your faith journey, check us out at reformation.coach and sign up for a free discovery session. I'd love to spend some time getting to know you, getting to know what the Lord is doing in your life, and also see if we can find a way to work together to promote the kingdom of heaven as we all do this thing called life. Mm -hmm.